am Alexander B. Stevens. This is the brand new up and coming podcast entitled, What is he thinking? The sometimes uncomfortable, sometimes politically incorrect, but always sincere and truthful podcast for the benefit of women from the perspective of men. You've got questions. I've got answers. 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 What's going on? This is Alexander B. Stevens, the host of your favorite podcast, What Is He Thinking? I'm here enjoying myself, thinking back on the last year and some change, celebrating our one year podcast anniversary. I'm just sitting here reflecting on all the conversations that took place, all the information that was shared, and all the fun that we've had during year one of the podcast. My plan for this podcast was here during year one to really lay the groundwork for certain concepts and principles. Then, year two, which is coming up very soon, I wanted to really lay that foundation. Year three, we're going to build this building, and who knows where things go, year four and beyond. But especially during year one, as I'm trying to lay the groundwork and set the fundamentals, I just want to remind you that my podcast, especially during season one, builds upon itself. So listening to every episode, especially listening to them in order, matters. I can't talk about algebra and we'll never make it to calculus if we don't learn, understand, and master the fundamentals of addition and subtraction. So... If you haven't listened to every episode of season one, I want you to go back, check them out, because in the future, I'm going to be referring back to some of these same concepts and same episodes, and I don't want you to be in the dark. Anyway, enough looking back into the past. Let's move forward and live in the present. Today, for this Ask Alex episode number 22, we're going to tackle two separate issues, two separate topics that I came across on social media. One online dating related and the other regarding ghosting. So without any further delay, let's get into it. Girl, you better ask Alex. Scenario. Alex, I need your help. I will start off by saying I totally effed up. Turns out I overreacted very strongly to some perceived actions of this guy that I've been chatting with all week. Would you say my actions are forgivable where he and I could maybe move past this misunderstanding? Or would you, as a guy, just run for the hills? Okay, here it goes. So, we chatted on the app Monday evening. That progressed to a lengthy phone conversation that same night. Fantastic conversation. Energy and vibe fabulous. We spoke again Tuesday evening. And then Thursday, we sent a few texts back and forth throughout the day. That same evening, we spoke again and made plans when and where to meet. Well, actually, there was very little detail except for the fact that we knew what day and what type of restaurant we were going to meet at. And then he told me, more details to come closer to Saturday. A little background knowledge. Before all of the back and forth, we had earlier previously agreed that us talking to each other and communicating every day was not necessary or expected by either one of us. FYI. Anyway, last night, when I went to my app's inbox, I noticed our whole threat was gone. After pushing my ego aside, I later came to the conclusion that this dude must have blocked me and did the all-too-familiar disappearing act. 
I'm sure other ladies can relate. I know we've all been there and done that. We've all been blindsided by a guy. So I just wake up the next morning pissed off. Pissed off that I got duped again. Because it's like we never see it coming. And it could come from the most unsuspecting man, this disappearing act. Anyway, instead of me waiting to see if I would hear from him today, to find out the details for our outing later on today, I just end up texting him, going off. I accuse him of blocking me from the app due to the threat being gone. I accuse him of being that guy. A fake, lying, predatory creep. Then I told him, be well. Well, after about 30 minutes, he responded. He said he deleted the app. He said he didn't know where all this was coming from. He regurgitated my words about him. Then he reminded me that he and I had each other's info outside of the app. Because, of course, I accused him of probably having blocked me in his phone, too. So then I respond, oh, then he tells me, be well. I quickly respond as apologetically as I could. I tell him I jumped to a conclusion. I thought that what happened here is what always happens to me. And no reply. I ask him if he is still be-welling me. And no reply. This time, I can unequivocally say I did mess this up. It's my fault. And he has every right to want to avoid me. But can't this misunderstanding be forgiven? And a second chance given? Oh, Alexander B., what do you think? Please advise. And I respond as follows. No wonder this guy is ignoring your messages. If I'm this guy, I'm long gone. Long gone. One of the things us guys hate more than almost anything else is when it seems like a woman that we have just met or a woman that we are dealing with is punishing us for the negative actions of the previous men she has dealt with romantically. We absolutely hate it. We hate having to deal with the scars. We hate having to deal with the baggage that you carry into your interaction with us because you did a poor job picking men in your past. Not to get off the subject, but this is part of the reason there is some ageism when it comes to dating for a lot of men. Because odds are, the younger she is, the less baggage and less bad experiences with men she's had, so the less likely she will do something like this to us. This being jump to conclusions, act crazy, assume the worst, all because she misinterpreted something we did in the present as being similar to something that somebody did to her in the past right before they wronged her. Anyway, I digress. You absolutely have to stop doing this. You have to pretend like each situation is the first situation you've ever been in as much as possible. You can't let the past You can't let exes, you can't let crushes that never amounted into anything, you can't let any of that impact your actions, thoughts, and feelings in the present day. Because if you do, that will negatively impact your future. This situation right here, you need to wash your hands of it and move on for multiple reasons, but I'll give you two right now. One, begging him back will make you seem as cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs as you seemed when you were going off on him in the first place. So you don't want to do that. Reason number two, if he does agree to give your situation another chance, he will probably do it knowing he has eliminated you from long-term serious monogamous consideration because you've already shown evidence of acting crazy. So what does this mean for you, especially if you actually want something serious and legitimate with a man? It means that he will deal with you long enough to uh, knock it off a few times and then he will discard you. You've basically created a dating situation 
a scenario in which there's pretty much no other way for it to end other than ghosting. So what you were speaking so strongly against, you're about to bring on yourself if this guy does temporarily forgive you. I'm sorry, I have no advice for you to salvage this situation. Sometimes you can mess up so significantly and severely so early in the process that there's really no putting that toothpaste back in the tube. Unless this guy you're talking to is young and inexperienced with women, there's absolutely no salvaging this situation. Later on, this woman provided information about the age of the prospective man that she ran off and turns out he's 49 years old. So that definitely does not qualify as young and inexperienced with women. So if I was 100% sure before, I'm 1000% sure now. This situation's dead and has no chance. It's over. Gotta move on and make sure you don't make that same mistake in the future. Girl, you better ask Alex. Question. I would like to preface this and say that this is not to bash men. But I've noticed in this dating world, you guys will talk to us, act interested, maybe or maybe not take us out, share good vibes and energy with us, and then poof, ghost us. I mean, I'm not the type to follow up with a guy because if he leaves me, if he pulls a disappearing act, it's his loss. But still, I'm curious. Why do y'all do that? I need to be able to snoop out guys who might act like this sooner so I can refuse to deal with them and not waste my time. So tell me, Mr. Stevens, why do men ghost, especially if everything's been good up until that point? I respond as follows. Ghosting, ghosting, ghosting. The infamous topic. Why do men ghost? Well, before I go into the specific reasons and details and thought processes behind ghosting, first, I need to explain to you the different types of men that are out here in the dating market because the type of man matters when it comes to what his reasoning is behind ghosting you. Then I want to fill you in on the realities that you might be unaware of of how dating is in 2021 for the single man. So first, let's talk about after I do that, then I'll be able to more clearly and concisely explain to you the reasons why men ghost. Types of men in the dating market. I have explained this somewhat in Four Levels of Attraction podcast and in the podcast where I talk about the men's dating decision tree. So you might want to go back to those to freshen up. But let me go ahead, give you a refresher, hit some of the highlights so we can move on and answer this question. There are three main categories of men in the dating market. There's the guy who's in the dating market that just wants to have bedroom fun. He's not looking to settle down. He's not looking for any monogamy. He's not looking to build. He's just looking to unload what's been building up for him, if you know what I mean. Guy number two, he is somewhat in the gray area. He's not necessarily out here intentionally searching for a wife, searching to settle down searching for someone to build with, but he's open to the idea. Everyone defaults into let's just have fun mode, but if he does come across a quality woman, somebody they could really see himself with 10, 20 years from now, then he can go ahead and change gears, get serious, and enter into a legitimate relationship with her and see if that turns into marriage or not. And then you have a guy number three who is intentionally looking for a rib. 
intentionally looking for a wife. And if not a wife, a long-term monogamous common-law wife, aka somebody to shack up with and have kids. So those are your three different categories of men in the dating market. Just as a rule of thumb, of course, this is not perfect and it's just a guesstimation. But if you're wondering if the guy you're dealing with is a type one, type two, or type three, if he's a, I'm only looking for fun, if he's a gray area, or if he's a, I'm looking to lock someone down for the long term, you can guesstimate the category he's in by his age. Approximately two thirds of guys in their 20s or younger are category number one. And around 30%, 25% are gray area, and the rest are serious. And the guy's 30s is about one-third of category number one, 40%-ish are gray area category number two, and the rest are serious. 40s, and about 15% of category number one, about one-third are category number two, and about half are serious. So on and so forth. Hopefully you're understanding how these percentages are changing. Next, I told you I want to talk to you about how dating is for the average guy, no matter what category he falls in, in 2021. So, the life of the average pursuer, the average man in the dating game. The average guy has to approach or instigate some type of flirtatious interaction with between 21 and 30 women to get seven real phone numbers. Why will the rest of them deny him? Well, some will just disqualify him based on the fact that he's two inches too short, based on the fact that they're not heterosexual, they only like girls, based on the fact they're in a relationship, based on the fact they're in a bad mood, whatever. He has to deal with 28 girls to get seven numbers. Out of those seven phone numbers, only four of those women will actually be communicative. Three of those women will have a trash communication skills, and they'll either not text back when he hits them up, text back slow, text one word answers. They won't return his calls when he gives them a call. They'll forget it. They'll act like it's not a big deal. Yada, yada, yada. Basically, the communication will be so herky-jerky and undependable that things will go nowhere. Things can go nowhere. So he has to dismiss in his mind three of those seven women. So out of the remaining four women, three he'll actually go out on a date with. Why? Because one of these four women will have a schedule that's so hectic that she won't be able to go out on a date anytime soon. She's working 60 hours a week. She's a single mother and has to do this and do that with the kids all the time. And she's only available if a babysitter says so. She's going back to school to get her master's or her PhD. So she can't focus on you. You're so low on the totem pole. She just can't squeeze you in. Or, of course, you know, she's dealing with some other guys before you came along, and she's just more interested in the other guys than you. So you get the worst time slots or no time slots to actually take her out. So y'all never end up going out. So start off talking to 28 girls, whether these are 28 in-person approaches or online swipes and DMs, online messages on a dating site, friend of a friend, hookups or whatever. Start off with 28. Now we're down to three. Out of the three women that you actually get to go on a date with, two of them will either not like the man, the man will not like her, or they'll like each other, but only on a platonic level and not have any real chemistry. So it takes 28 women that he has to approach or deal with to get one success with one woman where he actually gets to go on a second date. And according to many men, a second date isn't necessarily a success. 
it's only a success if you actually get in a relationship with a woman and or there's some bedroom activity. So dealing with 28 women for the chance of success with only one really. This is what the average man has to do, go through, deal with in 2021 in the dating scene. Keep this in mind. So in order for a man to be able to deal with 27 failures out of 28 attempts, he has to one, have thick skin, two, be emotionally disconnected from women and the situationship, at least during the first month, three, be willing to pull the plug and or bail out on a situation quickly at the instance the odds of success drops below a number that's acceptable in his mind. And of course, success can be defined as a second date, can be defined as bedroom activity and or a high likelihood of a relationship, depending on the man. But so, like I said, number three, he must be willing to bail out of the situation quickly. The instance his odds drop too low for it to be practical for him to proceed. And four, he has to not let others' rejection of him or others, aka women's disrespect of him, affect how he views himself. So keep number two and number three in mind as we move forward talking about ghosting. So like I said, there's one successful first date that turns into a second date for every 28 women the average man romantically approaches. And from our perspective, not to be disrespectful, but just to be honest, women, especially in the early stages of dating, are indecisive, flaky, can flip the switch easily and quickly from things are great, I'm interested, and I like you, to leave me alone, you creep, don't talk to me again. That light switch can be flipped very easily during the first month, two months, three months, when a man's dealing with a woman, which is pretty unlike how we think of women and our interest and attraction to women, but it is what it is. So because of all this, stopping talking to women after you have come across, after you have gained one success is foolish because that one success could still be gone tomorrow and you'll have to start over from scratch with nothing. And because like I alluded to earlier, one success, quote unquote, isn't really truly a success until y'all actually enter into a relationship or at the very least, there's bedroom fun. So process that 28 women whittling down the one as far as him dealing with or trying to holler at so he can gain women to actually like him process is repeated over and over again while he's dealing with girl number one, his first success, until that guy has at least two to five women at the same time who like him and he's had a successful date with, who all in his mind can be called viable options. So what does that mean? The average single guy's constantly dating, constantly trying to add women to the quote unquote team constantly trying to find women that are interested in him, find women that cooperate with him, and replace women who have all of a sudden disappeared because he had one off-color joke or made one mistake or for whatever reason why women disappear. He's constantly trying to replace these women. This is the average dating life of the majority of men out here, whether they're category one, two, or three. Of course, a category three person is gonna spend less time trying to put together a large team and more time trying to cultivate something with women he's had a success with. But nevertheless, he still has to be out here still searching until he can be sure in one woman, he must continually search for more women. So let's get to it. Why do men ghost? Well, I've already mentioned some of these, but I'll just spell it out here to be more clear. Men lose interest in ghost because one, your communication is trash. Your cell phone, your phone communication game is too frustrating to deal with. Like I said before, you don't call people back when they call you. You text back slow, text one word, 
you misunderstand jokes that were texted to you, you misunderstand emojis, just your communication is poor. Or if it's not poor, you and him have different communication styles and you can't get on the same page. So if a man has to go through so many women to actually get one that he get along with that likes him, he's not gonna spend too much time on a woman that he has communication issues with. So he's just gonna terminate communication with her. And to you, from your perspective, that will seem like a ghost. Reason two, your schedule is trash. Planning a date with you that you actually follow through with is just as hard as scheduling a space shuttle launch. And just to be clear, I'm talking about a space shuttle launch with NASA, not one of these rich dudes like Jeff Bezos. Reason three, let's say y'all make it through all those hurdles and actually make it to a first date. And you thought the chemistry was sizzling. You loved it. Everything was fine with you. But unfortunately, your date, the man, did not feel the same way. He thought you were annoying. He didn't feel that physical chemistry. He didn't feel that physical attraction for you like you did for him. Maybe you carry yourself in a manner that he doesn't have much respect for. Or maybe despite being impressed with the type of human being you are, he only felt platonic friendship type vibes with you. So instead of just shutting you down and terminating you completely as an option, he'll just kind of fade into the background. And if things get slow with you, he might boomerang back. But if things completely fade into nothing, he'll be fine with that too. So those are three reasons why men ghost. To elaborate a little bit more on reason number three, and I'll just make this reason number four, men ghost because the ambiguity of ghosting allows for them to sometimes come back into the picture later on and resume things. He ghosts. Because if he told you directly, hey, I'm not that interested in you, then you'll be offended and he won't be able to come back. If he told you directly, hey, I like you, but I like these other five girls better and I only have time to deal with five women at once, you won't like that. You won't like your sixth place ribbon and you will put him on your crap list and not want to talk to him anymore. But if he kind of fades away and ghosts, you don't really know what the reason was. And if you liked him and he kind of pops back in the picture two months or maybe even a year later, not all women, but way more women than not will be somewhat interested in entertaining things. At least they'll be more interested in entertaining things than they would be if he had told them before he ghosted a direct reason why he was about to ghost. You understand what I'm saying? It's kind of like keeping options open. That's one of the reasons men ghost. Reason number five why men ghost. And this reason applies to men who are in category number one, men who are just looking for fun. This guy would ghost based on how that first date went. Assuming y'all get to that first date, he thinks he won't be getting any bedroom action during the first month. If a guy is only looking for bedroom fun and you have some 90 day rule or some only until I fall in love or some I'm waiting till marriage or some I'm a born again virgin type stuff, he'll smile and act like he understands and then he's gonna ghost because that's not a part of his program. The next reason why this guy number one would ghost is he has determined dealing with you in the way in which you would like is too much time. It's too much effort, it's too taxing on his spirit and on his mind to be worth it. It's too much effort just for the chance at bedroom fun. Like maybe if he was looking for more, it wouldn't be too much effort, but if that's all he's looking for, nah, I'm gonna move on to the next woman who I don't have to jump through fiery hoops for. The reason gray area guy number two ghosts is he determines that you're cool, you're good, but not phenomenal. So therefore, you're not the type of woman he wants to deal with for too long. So after a certain amount of time, he'll just disappear. 
And generally that time in which he'll disappear is when y'all been dealing with each other for two to six months and things have gotten to the point where it's time to either break up or take things to the next level. So subconsciously, he will know that he's used up all of his deliberation time or all of his gray area time. And he knows he doesn't want to make you his girl, so he'll just disappear to avoid having to have that conversation or to avoid having to fake like he wants to be in a relationship with you against his inner desires. Another reason why God number two might ghost is for whatever reason, whether it's your looks, your femininity, your attitude, your personality, your cooperativeness, whatever reason, you have fallen out of contention of being one of his top prospects. Remember I said, most guys, when they're single, have a team of two to five women they're dealing with and they're truly interested in at a time. And if you're not in that top five, or if this is a man that has a top three, if you're not in the top three, he doesn't have the time and energy to focus on you. So it'll be like an accidental ghost. He'll just fall out of favor, fall out of his rotation, fall out of the women that he's paying attention to. And to you, it'll feel like a ghost. To him, he might not even notice it happened because these other women are occupying his time. So it's not that he doesn't like you necessarily, but it's just that he likes these other women more. He doesn't have the time to focus on you because he's focusing on his top candidates or he's focusing on rebuilding his team because his previous other first date successes have ghosted him or things have ended for whatever reason. Now, the reason guy number three, the guy who's looking for a wife or looking for a common law wife, the reason why he might ghost are the same reasons why guy number two might ghost and or he views you as a acceptable friend with benefit or an acceptable woman to have a shallow relationship with a six to nine month love affair. But since this is a man that's actually looking for something real serious, permanent and long term, somebody who he only views as qualifying for a shallow, less than one year love affair is not somebody he's going to continually put stock and energy in. So he will ghost you. Next reason uh, you've said something or you've proven that you believe in something that is against his core beliefs, against his values, and it's just proof that y'all have different value systems. He can't take you seriously if y'all have different value systems. Correspondingly, another reason he might ghost is he just realizes you both want different things. I have different big picture goals. You want three kids. He doesn't want kids. You want to travel. He doesn't want to waste money like that. You want to live in the country. He wants to live in the city. Whatever it is, y'all's big picture, long-term goals don't align. Therefore, being in a serious monogamous relationship with you would make no sense. So he will exit stage left. Once a serious guy realizes and it sinks in that y'all's desires are drastically different, he's just going to want to cut bait and move on to somebody else who he might have a better chance at finding a deep, true, long-term love with. Lastly, why this guy might ghost, he's just determined you guys aren't compatible on a personality level after dating you for a month or two or three. Things are fine if he didn't want something serious and long lasting, but since he does, the little hiccups and lack of chemistry y'all have in certain areas push him away. So in conclusion, regardless of what the reason is, ghosting is an easy way out, a non-confrontational way to end things with a woman. Most people are afraid of confrontation and many people avoid confrontation like the plague. Other men feel like women don't handle rejection well since they deal with it way less than men do. Or in other cases, the guy does not want to deal with giving specific reasons for why he is ending things. So they ghosted instead of directly ending things in order to avoid this responsibility. But the overwhelming reason why men ghost is what I alluded to earlier. Confrontation 
any confrontation a man has with a woman is risky. Typically, it's something he wants to avoid. Conflict, conflict. Conflict is especially risky for a man to get into with a woman for multiple reasons. But I'll just focus on a few. When men interact with women, especially in contentious times of conflict, men basically are operating with one hand tied behind their back. When I say one arm tied behind their back, I mean, we can't use all of the tools that are in our toolbox to handle this situation and try to fix it. Some of the things that men generally are better at than women or men have a strength in that women necessarily don't in general is the fact that we have the ability to ignore slash shut off our emotions and have a debate or tackle a problem or tackle a situation emotionless using linear thinking and logic only. Another thing men have an advantage of over women is the obvious, the physical prowess, the difference in strength and size. Another thing, men are generally less agreeable and more aggressive than women, and this helps us in certain arenas and is a detriment in other arenas. So three strengths, and we can use absolutely none of them when we're dealing with the woman that we're having a confrontation with. How's a conversation going to go with a woman if you're ignoring emotion? Not very well. How about if you're being aggressive? Not very well. It's just going to escalate the situation to make you look like the bad guy from outsiders looking in. What about if you use your physicality to your advantage, whether it's indirect physical threats or you actually commit the cardinal sin and strike a woman? That's no good either. See, when men deal with each other, there's an underlying risk of violence with all interactions. So that keeps us in check and it keeps us treating each other with a certain level of respect most of the time. But when women deal with individuals, they're not used to an underlying threat of violence being there. So they don't operate with any governor and there is no line that they won't cross. Let me stop here and reiterate something. Some women, not all, not all, but some women can or might take things too far because they're not afraid of the physicality of another woman and because they think that there's no man that will actually hit them and cross that line. So they're not afraid of the physicality of a man. During a confrontation, a woman can fight with both hands. She can use all of her assets and her strengths to her advantage. She doesn't have to pull any punches. She can almost do whatever and get away with it with minimal consequences. So getting in a confrontation with a woman where she has no governor, pulls no punches, there are no rules or restrictions on her, is extremely risky. Because she'll say things that a guy wouldn't say. Because if a guy said it, he'd have to be ready to fight to the death. A woman says it, the guy's supposed to suck it up and take it. This is more difficult for some guys than others. So most men just really just like to avoid confrontational situations altogether. On the outside looking in, it doesn't really matter what a man does. He looks like the bad guy. He looks like the perpetrator. He looks like the aggressor. He looks like the problem. And the woman pretty much always looks like the victim. Or bystanders who are on the outside looking in on this conflict are in their track Olympic starter blocks with their capes on ready to pow, take off, swoop in and save the day. Save the day, meaning taking her side and defending her no matter what you did or didn't do. Or let's just say the confrontation doesn't go all the way left. When the story is told later on that day or later on that month to other people, everybody's going to take the woman's side over the man, or at least the majority of the time. 
So it's a lose, 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 lose situation for a man to get in contentious confrontations with women, especially women that he doesn't know all that well, isn't really attached to, doesn't know who she's attached to, and isn't really planning on dealing with her in the future. What's the point of taking that risk? What's the point of going through all that? What's the point of telling her directly that I don't like you because of ABC or I'm not going to talk to you anymore because these other women are better than you? What's the point of saying that when there's pretty much no way in most cases that it's going to end well and you're going to look like the bad guy regardless. So instead of going through that or taking that risk, guys will just ghost instead. That's the number one reason why men ghost is to avoid confrontation. Now going back to my three categories of guys, guy number one or guy number two, just for fun guy or gray area guy, you could be ghosted on by accident or you could be forgotten about because of him juggling women in his team. Or like I said before, you could have been ghosted because he wants to leave you as a soft option for the future, but he just knows you're not an option he wants to exercise in the present. That's why guy number one and guy number two might ghost you. And like I've already said before, guy number three will ghost you because he's trying to avoid confrontation. The last reason guy number one or guy number two might ghost you is a time thing. When you have to deal with so many women to get so few positive results, anytime the odds aren't in your favor, anytime the odds drop below, I don't know, let's say 33% chance of success, many men just cut bait and move on to the next one because they don't want to waste time and waste money on a losing proposition. Now, like I said before, just to reiterate and recap, the reason guy number three might ghost you outside of, you know, the avoiding confrontation thing I just spoke of is that he just doesn't see you as a long term partner for whatever reason. Personality, goals, values, the way you carry yourself, whatever reason. Now, these men that are trying to keep you as a passive potential option for the future, these are the men that might send you the hey big head or the hey stranger text two months to 12 months after ghosting. And, you know, most women will not bite the bait. Some women will, and he'll be able to entertain you then when his team of women is low. The women he was more interested in have ghosted him or when he's bored. So just keep this in mind. This is something that happens with category number one and category number two guys that are going through their rotation. I will leave you with this. Remember, think of this from the guy's perspective now. Because of all the time, money, and energy it takes to pursue women, and because of all the people that he has to deal with, any time in the dating process, if he feels like his chances of success, however he defines success, and that how he defines success depends on if he's a type one, two, or three guy, but if his chances of success dip below a certain percentage, let's say 33%, in order to conserve resources and spend his finite time more wisely pursuing potential better options, and also in order to avoid confrontation, which is the number one thing men try to avoid with women they're not attached to, he could and probably will ghost. Well, hopefully this very long explanation explains to you why men ghost. But if you're confused about anything or have any other questions, feel free to email me and I will clarify. Well, that just about wraps things up for this episode of Ask Alex and for season one of the podcast. What is he thinking? Remember, if you want to be included on a future episode of Ask Alex or if you need clarification on anything mentioned in this podcast, all you have to do follow me on Instagram at what is he thinking underscore podcast and send me a DM. 
send me an email at whatizhethinking at gmail.com or go to anchor.fm slash whatizhethinking slash message and leave a voice message. Any of these three ways you can get in contact with me and I will do my best to answer your question. If it's short and sweet, I'll get right back to you. And if it's something I really need to dig deeper into, I'll make a whole episode about it. If there's anything that I said that you vehemently disagree with or you believe to not be true, I need you to write up that email, type it up on your brand new laptop, and then take that laptop and throw it off a bridge because I don't want to hear it. What's true in general, what's true for the majority, isn't always perfectly true for all scenarios and all situations and for all people. I can't speak for everyone. Anyway, if you heard anything in this podcast episode or any of my previous episodes during season one that you love or thought was helpful, this is what I need you to do. I need you to text your friends, share this episode with them, put it on your social media, tweet it, post it, put it on your story, make a TikTok about it, Snapchat, whatever. Spread the word because if this episode helped you, then I'm sure it could help many others. Well, this season was fun. Can't wait to get started on season number two. Oh yeah, never forget, I'm not here to tickle your ear. My only goal is to tell you what you need to know. I'm not here to offend, I'm just here to help you win with men. Well, until we meet again.